Welcome back to another episode of Import Sports. We are back after a two-week hiatus due to some scheduling conflicts um, amongst all of us personally. Um, you're stuck with only the imports this week. Myself, Corey Easley. Myself, Matt Rodriguez, and he's Corey Easley. Hello. I. <laughs> uh, it's Wednesday steak night here at the Greenwood Hotel, one of our hosting sponsors. Corey's got a delicious looking medium cooked steak um, from Grazer's Steakhouse. Um, you get what, $14 to get you a steak and a beer? Yep, pretty much. That's it. <laughs> delicious too. It looks like this kid hasn't eaten a steak in a week, or well, possibly two weeks now. <laughs> um, we This episode is going to be a vast overview of what's been happening in the NFL over the last two weeks. Um, a lot has been coming out in the way of player controversy amongst teams um, regarding player safety. There's a lot of chat heating up over who deserves the MVP. Um, I think Corey and I will probably agree on some and disagree on others. I already know who Corey is going to promote as his number one QB. Um, but between the two of us, we will give you a rough recap of where the NFL sits at present, um, but we won't be doing our normal weekly recap of the week that just passed. Um, as well as in this episode, we will also be skipping over Corey's picks. However, you can follow him on both Sportcaster and... Um, on Twitter page, um, at Bets Unwrapped. That's B-T-S Unwrapped. Um, that's where all my plays will be. Um, helping direct that page, so my plays for the weekend will be on there. And it's not just NFL with his uh, pickums on that page. He's been following everything from NBA. I think I saw him put a proxy on a N NHL game. Oh, I didn't put anything on there yet, but um, you know I do that on my own time. <laughs> <laughs> um, we will be doing um, all sports on there, so. Um, we might even have some MMA plays on there as well. Wow. Um, and are you still doing your Sportscaster yep. write-ups weekly? Um, you can follow me at SemiProUSN at, on www.sportscaster. That's with an R on the end, no E-R. Um, and I do weekly, I do both player props and um, the week NFL lines on there as well. So for all you degenerates, uh, he's a great he's a great follow because he has been on a fairly good run as of late, with the exception of like a lot of us, um, the picks from Sunday or America Sunday's football games. I don't think anybody saw some of the upsets that were coming. No, and on my prop bets, I was eleven and three in the first half of games, which was crazy. Jesus. So I was like, man, that's you know really. That was a pleasant surprise. Um, my multi got exploded by <laughs> Miami beating Indianapolis. I had Miami plus the points in that one. Yeah, I was betting the, the money on that one. Miami's um, covered the last three weeks. Jeez. I guess that's what you get when you put Fitzmagic back there. Mm. Um, before I go too far into this podcast, we do want to thank one of our founding sponsors, Camera Electronic. They've been a great supporter with all of our electronic gear, um, mics, cameras for the Claremont Jets football games. Um, I've had the pleasure of working with Simone there, who's he's been a wealth of knowledge for all things um, still camera, 
video cameras and their rental selection is top notch. They do have a sale going on before Christmas on, I believe it's Nikon cameras. Don't quote me on that, but if you go in store, they're on Sterling Street in East Perth. Um, camera Electronic, you can also find them online at cameraelectronic.com.au. Um, Corey, we were having a chat before we started recording. Uh, the NFL is in a is in a bad bit of bad publicity as of late. Um, there's been a few players coming to light who are being felt like they're being. I mean, we would always say that the players are a part of the NFL commodity. Yeah. But more so this season, and this is what's being reported. That's not to say there's other stuff going on behind the scenes that isn't getting reported. Um, but player safety has hit the forefront over the past years from the owners and the NFLPA. Um, but Trent Williams was helling out at the beginning of the season, and only a couple weeks ago it's come to light that it wasn't because he wanted more money. He didn't trust his team. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the Redskins, probably the number one non-trustable franchise there is in the first place. Um, and obviously he had a medical condition that um, he was told was nothing. He got a second opinion and was told it was actually, you know, something that he needed to deal with. And the team kind of distributed that. Um, and so he wasn't willing to put his body on the line for a team that, you know, is just going to tell him that he's not really, there's nothing really going on. Well, and from somebody who's had cancer touch their life through family, it, it's alleged that it is a cancerous spot on his head. They're not saying whether it's a brain tumor or anything like that. It's just cancer, a cancer spot they notice on his head. And for somebody who plays offensive line, who puts his head down a lot, that's not something that he can really ignore. Right. But I guess the biggest concern right now is where does that put player safety with regards to the team? Because they're, they've held his salary ransom. He's now been, for, all, for lack of better terms, um, put on the reserved or non-injured or the uninjured non designation yeah, yeah. list, which is basically NFL purgatory. Yeah, because um, he they can they reserve the right not to pay him for the rest of the and season. And they said they're not going to, which is BS. Which is crazy. Um, yeah. He held out of at a training camp because of his concerns over the spot, he, which then led into um, training camp, which then led into the preseason and so on and so forth and now we're going into week 11 and that's a big deal to i mean you're talking about a guy's entire livelihood for the year gone yeah um he came back i'm guessing just to accrue that season um but yeah for the redskins have to do the right thing and buy him i guess as a sign to him and the rest of the team and potential free agents that you know they don't really have the best interest in um in mind when they have these players in-house so it's not great it's not a good look um, obviously you know they have you know Alex Smith on that roster and his devastating injury and how is that going along and things like that so there's there's always been a little um, well I won't say little there has always been a big issue with ownership there um, so these types of things don't help those underlying um, currents with that team but it's not just isolated to the Redskins. Um, it came out this week 
I'm going to butcher this name, and I apologize now if he ever happens to stumble upon this, but is it Kalechi? 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 Osimile. Osimile, yeah. I told you I was going to butcher it. <laughs> I, have tried, I even tried to practice this beforehand. Um, he basically blew out his shoulder um, in a game for the Jets. He... He was told by team doctors, it's not a big deal, you're fine, um, we'll just strap you up real good and you can get right back in there. But something in him was saying that it was not fine, that it wasn't something that was just going to go away. Go away. Or he could rehab or anything. Yeah, so he went out and got a second opinion, which is a big is a big no-no in the NFL because they they want their team doctors to control everything. Um, so against team orders, he went out, got a second opinion. He was told that he had torn his labrum. Yeah. Um, goes out, gets surgery, and gets cut by the Jets. Yeah. So again, forfeits any game checks he was owed for the rest of the season. No guaranteed money. Do you um, think this is playing into the next NFLPA now that all this is starting to come to light? Yeah, I think um, potentially they could look at getting. Maybe an independent doctor on every injury, um, whether that be like a player associate doctor or um, one of their own. Well, because we're talking about player welfare. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, these are, this is a livelihood. Um, this is you know, you know, you never know. Like if he goes out there, what does he, you know, injure it even more to the fact where he can never play again? Yeah, you know. So and you have stars like J.J. Watt who. Taurus pectoral muscle in week 10. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he pretty much went to the sideline. They said, oh, you tore your pec. And he's like, okay, I'm done for the season. Like, yeah. he went out and got it repaired. Whether or not that he decides to come back next season. I mean, granted, he's a guy that's... Oh, he'll be more, back. He suffered more injuries, though, than... Yeah, I know, but he's one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, he re, his rehab videos from his back a couple years ago... He was training harder than anybody who didn't have an injury um, coming back to the NFL season. Um, but then, while you have one star like a J.J. Watt, who's, you know, he's done for the season, but they're going to, they're probably going to rehab him. They're going to do right by him and, you know, make sure that he gets healthy before he comes back and plays. Matt Stafford this last week was. Not on any injury list going into the season, into the um, week eleven tilt, or sorry, yeah. week ten tilt. Yeah. Which goes against player policy because they're supposed to report any injuries or any limited participants of practice um, by, I believe, is it Thursday? Yeah, I think. Well, Wednesday he should be. He should have been limited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he fractured his back. Yeah. Fractured bones. Jesus. In his back. And he was not on any injury list up until Saturday, and then suddenly it was a game time rub. Yeah, and you know, people give like the Patriots a bad rap for listing like Tom Brady every week as like a sore shoulder, this or that. But at least they're following the letter of the law. Like some of these teams just don't say anything about these guys, and next minute they're, you know, they're last minute inactives or, you know. They're out for three weeks all of a sudden for something that just came out of nowhere, it looks like. Um, but obviously, these guys have been dealing with a lot of issues. And 
as an NFL fan, you kind of know that in the back of your mind. Obviously, the game is very physical, and a lot of these um, types of things happen. But it's just, it's not a good look for the NFL when they are constantly preaching, you know, player safety and this and that. Yeah. So. Well, and especially when the players are the league. Right. It, like, that, that to me becomes paramount when you have guys who are putting their bodies on the line. Um, I mean, Ty, Tyler Lockett came out of the his game against the Niners, and Pete Carroll, after he spent a night in the hospital, said there's just some significant swelling. And it was like, it was a major injury, but he they... He said today that he doesn't expect him to miss any games, and he's still in the hospital. Yeah. He's got compartment syndrome, I think. So it's like trauma incident to your lower leg where... Like, you're not getting oxygen to that point of your body. I have so never even heard of that injury. 15%. It's from, like, car crashes and stuff. Oh, so my like, God. You can die from it. 15% of people can Yikes. die from it. Um, but, yeah, so it's not a great um, situation with him. But we'll see what happens. They're on a bye week, obviously, so that's why yeah. he's probably saying that. But Pete Carroll is the obvious um, eternal optimist when it comes to injuries. <laughs> I don't think he ever denied Doug Baldwin wasn't going to play again, so... Well, yeah. he he pretty much kills you with indifference. I mean, he said the and same thing about Cam Chancellor. And we all know the Earl Thomas story. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess that's kind of like what we're looking at. Like, guys that go out there and play despite, you know, their injuries and then things like that happen. Yeah. You know, where they're, they're kind of forced or, um, I guess... You're pressured into playing, yeah. where you're constantly looked at like, "Oh, I'm I'm dealing with this, and why can't you deal with your injury?" Type type macho. But type I think that there are stuff. some injuries that you can deal with. I mean, and yeah, I think for sure. It, I think and guys deal with it every week. Yeah, and I think there's certain positions that have different injuries than others. I mean, yeah. Calvin Johnson said one of the reasons that he was happy to retire from the NFL was by week 14, week yeah, 15, he, constant pain. he could barely close his hand. Yeah. Um, I mean, you talk about quarterbacks who are pretty much throwing fastballs and these guys are having to catch them barehanded. Like, that's... You're breaking fingers. But yeah. then you've got linemen who they're pretty much getting into a car crash every, every play. Yeah. So... Yeah, there's certain. I think there's certain positions that are inherent more pain than others to different extremities or different parts of the body. But you're right. I don't think there's any way to say that there's somebody midseason who's not in pain. Right. It's just a matter of how much you, you can, can endure. But yeah. I think there also needs to be an honesty or an accountability from both the team and the player. I mean, yeah. I know there's a lot of times in the past when players have said I'm not concussed I'm not concussed and then you ask them what day it is and they tell you it's Christmas when it's yeah. you know September 30th um, I I think those are the ones that get highlighted as being okay well the player doesn't know you know what he's talking about and I've had a concussion I couldn't even tell you what planet I was on at the time but when players are saying to doctors I'm hurt and I really need to get second opinion should that not weigh heavier with the team at all? Yeah, but it's usually those players that can afford to say those things that do it. 
Yeah. Just think of all the players, you know, yeah. on a 53-man roster. The players that, that are in a 52-53. Well, like, even like, squad. yeah, the special team guy that, you know, is plays specifically on punt and kickoff. Yeah. You know, he rips up something and, you know, he's hobbling out there and he's like, no, nah, I can push through because the minute he's cut, they yeah. just bring in someone else and his spot's gone. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's... It's not great. It's not a great situation and definitely needs to be looked at in some capacity. I think it'll be interesting, especially going into the NFL PA um, yeah. next year. Uh, I mean, even David Johnson, you showed me that video um, before yeah. we got started. There, For a guy who last season... Well, he was hurt. He, he was hurt, but he still put... He, it's like he put that team on his back to try to carry him through. Um, this season, he looks like he's not even... He doesn't even want to play. No, in the video, if you haven't seen it, just go on Twitter um, and just type in David Johnson. Um, he's running like a little um, power roll play, and he looks like he's like slowly jogging <laughs> jogging it out. <laughs> well, he also, and he doesn't look he as doesn't fit look, as yeah. he... No, he looks bigger. He looks like, yeah, he just put on some weight. Looks like he's not as he's not nearly as explosive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say anything about him looking. Well, explosive. he had a hole there, but he did not hit that. <laughs> um, and then there was an article apparently on chart on Cardinals Wire about his wife, who said, you know, he she wanted him to retire after um, his knee injury a few years back, and that was before he got the big new deal. Yeah, and then he hurt his wrist, but that wasn't such a big deal because he could still run and rehab and blah blah blah. But um, she said in that, you know, if he ever comes home woozy, like gets concussion, then she's gonna pull the pin on his career. So I don't know if he's banged up. Obviously, he is banged up, um, but the whole situation there with him is a bit strange because he did have that one week. Where he wasn't listed on the injury report. Cardinals played him like one snap. Fantasy players all over know about that week. Um, they looked for him to produce and he, they gave him one snap. I think one carry. And that was all she wrote for that week. So, And all of a sudden, you know, he had all these injuries. So, yeah, they definitely need to look into how these injuries are reported. They have to be, I guess, more stringent on the rules. Yeah. And bigger on the fines when it comes to reporting these injuries. And I think it'll even play a bigger or more pivotal role, especially if NFL owners get what they want and extend the season. Oh, yeah. Well, that and gambling. I mean, yeah, you got a team moving to Vegas. People gamble on these games all the time. Like, a lot of money being exchanged, and when teams do something like this... You know, I can swing a line, you know, one or two points, which can be all the difference in, in a game, you know. Yeah. So, um, it's definitely something that they're going to have to look at um, as far as the product goes, as how to make it better. I think this will be something that we'll have to keep an eye on and kind of give updates, as, especially as some of these are going becoming legal. Um, I think it'll be interesting to find out where the NFL takes this at the end of the season before the coaches or before the owners meeting. Yeah. Um, because I could see this blowing up in their faces 
spectacularly at this. Um, but it'll be interesting to to watch. Um, moving on from there, from player safety to players who are just freaks of nature. Um, let's talk about MVPs. And I think you can All honestly right. say that there are five legitimate candidates. Five. I want to hear your five. And I'll just... <laughs> I think you'll agree with most of them. I think the question... There'll be a couple... Any order, just go five. Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I agree with that one. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yep. Definitely agree with that one. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Yep. Definitely agree with that one. Um, I was hoping that you'd come up with the other two because I really only it's, have those three. It's Sean Watson. Okay. I'll agree with that. And that's about it for me. But I have heard other names. I have heard other names as well. But I'm not going to give those names because <laughs> I don't agree with any. Um, no, but um, I have heard Aaron Rodgers for some reason, which I don't I don't agree, agree with that one. He's, it's not been a great... Like, he's been fine. Yeah. His interception and touchdown ratio has been fine, but he hasn't been blowing anyone out of the water. No. Other than that one game where he had six touchdowns. No. But since then, he's had, what, barely 100 yards from scrimmage against Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, when you really kind of look at his... When you actually look yeah. at his stats and you look at his his productivity, he's... He's not 2012 Aaron Rodgers. No, he, he's... I don't, I don't see... I see him getting out... From the names that we've already listed, he's getting outplayed by those four yeah. guys. So it's definitely between those four, and then you say... Well, the Panthers are what now? Five and four? Five and five? Six and four? They're not good enough so far McCaffrey to get MVP. Unless he does something even more crazy than he's already done. He, but he is on pace to break some records this season. He's on pace to break his face after he runs for 400 times this year. Well, there's that. <laughs> um, but, I mean, talk about somebody who's going to have a hernia from putting a team on his back. Yeah, well... <laughs> The fact that they've given him, they gave him 165 carries up until last week. So that's not including this week, this past. Yeah. So he had 165 carries in in eight weeks. And that's that, just craziness. Yeah. And He's going to go over 300 carries easy. And that's not even counting his catches. He, had four, he has 45 catches. Yeah. So he's over 200 touches already. Yeah. It, the guy, he's on pace to... Break. I don't know whose record is off the top of my head. It might be total yards record. The total yards from scrimmage record. Um, who nobody thought it would was be probably off the top of my head would probably be like you know something Johnson. I want Thomason? To say. It has yeah. to be Thomason. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, he's said to break that by two hundred yards. Yeah. But the guy, I mean, he's making a rookie quarterback look great because he's just offering him a, an easy dump route. And getting yards after catch, um, he's breaking ankles and on as he did last season with Cam Newton under center. Um, I just like I agree with you that his longevity isn't gonna carry if he continues at the pace he's going. No, it's not. But I mean, for this year, it's what they yeah. need him to do. Um, he doesn't really have a backup on the roster, <laughs> so it's like uh, next. I think last week. For last week, the next close, the next guy in carries was six. Yeah. 
Six carries. Yeah. This is backup. Worth tell us before. Did you even target him in fantasy originally? No. I was off. Because it's never happened where the number one guy's repeated as number one guy. So Yeah. Um, what he's doing is very impressive. And, you know, all the best to him. I just don't think he's going to surpass what Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson are doing at the moment. Lamar Jackson is running over teams. He's amazing. I'm, <laughs> I was on him before the season. I'm on him now. That guy's amazing. He played him against my Patriots. Um, just demoralized them. They look like little kids out there trying to tackle him. He makes everyone look like that, which is ridiculous considering the athletes that are in the NFL. Yeah. Um, everyone knocks him for, you know, they're saying he's the best running back at quarterback position and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, but they hey, said the same thing about Russell Wilson until he started say, sticking in the pocket. That's what I'm saying. Like, this guy, his, QB, his QBR is through the roof. He's the yeah. first quarterback ever that have two perfect passer ratings in a season. Um, yeah, I, I know that's against Miami and Cincinnati, but hey, you can only play who you're playing against. And if everyone could have a perfect passer rating against Cincinnati and Miami, they would, and they don't. So, um, yeah, it's crazy what he's doing, especially with the offense that he has around him. Um, he has rookie receivers. He's got Mark Andrews, who no one heard of before this year, really. Um, he popped up a little bit on the radar last year with Lamar Jackson. But other than that, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed just naming, you know, the second receiver on this team other than Hollywood Brown. You're looking at, you know, Boykin, who's a rookie, and uh, Willie Sneed. So, yeah, and Willie Sneed. Awesome. <laughs> like, Willie sign Sneed me up. Willie gotten, what, how many targets this yeah, season? Yeah. <laughs> like, three? What, what um, you know, fan base is like, yeah, sign me up for those receivers. Yeah. You know? None. Um, Mark Ingram's been good, and, you know, they have the plethora of, you know, heavy hitting kind of running backs behind them with Ingram and Gus Edwards and guys like that. So, well, not to mention their tight ends, their rookie tight ends are pretty much playing glorified blockers who can catch. Yeah, I mean, got Andrews, got Boyle, we got you know, um, another guy in there. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but um, yeah, their offense has been really unique. Um, Greg Roman's done a heck of a job once again. Um, I think any team that drafts, you know. I guess another running uh, running quarterback like this, a dual threat quarterback, yeah. has to think about you know hiring Greg Roman as head coach because he's done this with Kaepernick, he's done this with Tyrod Taylor, now he's doing it with Lamar Jackson, and it's just pure bliss as far as what the heck do you do to stop it? We are going to come back to the Kaepernick thing before I forget because that's not on my run sheet for tonight, but I do need we do need to go back to that, but we'll continue with the MVP chat. Yeah. Um, so. Moving on to Russell Wilson. Yeah. What's he at now? Like 24 and one interception or something ridiculous like that? No, he's got two interceptions. Oh, he got now. picked last game, didn't he? Yeah. He got picked. Uh, did he get picked twice? No, just once. And then the other was a strip. Yeah, oh, it was a, a ball strip. Yeah, forced fumble. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's been having an incredible season um, with I, a team that's so offensively heavy and so run first. Yeah, it is run first. Um, but twenty three and two. Yeah, I mean that's that's a great stat. I don't care how you look at it. I mean he's, he hasn't been accurate at times, and he is always willing to throw the ball away rather than give up a sack. Um, but then this week he put up what did you say thirty eight yards on the ground? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, that's what he had. Yeah, and that's not. I mean this season he's. 
put up more he's put up running yards of you know consistently between 20 and 40 yards a game it seems like because when a play breaks down I'm oh, sorry he had 53 53 yards Jesus. yeah I mean he had a, I think one of his runs was 20 yards um, and that got them not only a first down but it put him into field goal contention to seal the game which didn't happen in the end but let's not talk about that part uh, <laughs> yeah I would say that if anything, this past game put a little dent in them. Yeah. Um, I mean, not by much. I think the conversation will still go on, obviously. It's only week 10. Um, I believe the year that Cam Newton won MVP, he wasn't even on the radar in week 10. It was, you know, first it was Andy Dalton, then it was Tom Brady, and then that last Because that was you know, the season that Andy weeks. Dalton had, like, he had a 5-0 and start. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, had, like, a... <laughs> A one in six finish. Yeah. So then it went like Tom Brady, and then like the last seven weeks, Cam Newton just blew everyone out of the water. So I think it's still wide open, and I think you know when we're talking about Russell Wilson, he's probably the leader at this at this point. But Lamar Jackson really is closing the gap fast, and then you go. could you even say Patrick Mahomes is in the hunt after a four hundred no twenty odd yard game the other night? No, no. no. The Chiefs are six and four. They are reeling. I don't um, know. He didn't where play two games. Game. Yeah. So uh, it'd be tough to put him in. I mean, obviously, he's an MVP caliber player. Yeah. It, just it's just not this year. Yeah, just not this year. He won't yeah. be. Um, and then you have Deshaun Watson, who obviously is the Texans' whole team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hopkins hasn't been great this year he's not hasn't been a downfield threat he's looking more like a tight end these days with his stat lines like about a eight yeah. catches for 79 yards you know and a touchdown or you but know nine catches it, 80 yards but you've had issues with fuller not being healthy yep, for fuller, a few yep. weeks so he hasn't had sort of somebody else to draw yep. some attention away from him yeah um and i would argue that you know we commented on on Willie Sneed, who's now a Baltimore Raven, but in years past, he would have one or two games where he would just get open, and the following weeks, you'd see DeAndre Hopkins just sort of open up. Yeah, I mean, well, they got Kenny Stills, who has been banged up throughout the year, um, but, I mean, Watson's been this, this, I guess, the team for them with this offensive line. Um, he's been running for his life. He's been... <laughs> You beat ducking, me ducking and dodging, yeah. um, ducking and dodging all over the place, and just making plays, play after play after play after play. Well, because he's had to use his feet, or he's had to, yeah. you know, throw, make awkward passes that, yeah, that were on target. Make, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I, I think the only thing that will probably be the demise of Watson's candidacy is whether or not the Texans make the playoffs. Yeah, well, they're gonna. I think they'll make the playoffs. It's just about. What seed are they going to be in? Because I think the Colts have really <laughs> fallen off here. They yeah. lost two straight games, and now... And one of those to the Dolphins. I think their win, their chances of making the playoffs now is under 30%, or right at 30%. Yeah, it I was at 51% two weeks ago, the win in division. Yeah. And now their chance of even making the playoffs now is all the way down to like 28 30, 30%, something like that. Yeah, they're... There's, I think I saw something today that was saying they need 
more things to go right for them than they can than what's actually in their control. Yeah, I mean the Raiders are there now. The Steelers came out of nowhere. They're there now, um, and they're if the playoffs started today, you know, Steelers and the Raiders would be in. I think yes. Yeah. Um, so the Raiders got a pretty easy schedule going forward. Um, yeah, it's gonna be tough ass for the Colts. I don't think. They, I don't think they were quite um, there yet anyway. Um, no, I mean, but, obviously, if Luck was playing, it's different. But even with Brissett, I think... Well, the that, injury to Brissett is what I think has kind of hindered them from... Right, but Brissett's not a game changer, but he doesn't lose the game for you. When you have an option between Brissett and Hoyer, though, I hey, mean... They're both Patriots guys, so... You know. <laughs> Maybe, maybe Hoyer's just like a Maybe Hoyer has a, a secret. I was going to say, maybe he has a secret in the Texans camp after playing there for a number of years. And Yeah, well, I was like, uh, I was listening to a GM podcast, Mike Lombardi. Um, he was talking about Hoyer, and he was like, you know, Hoyer can move the ball from 20 to 20, but once it gets in the red zone, <laughs> he looks in the mirror, he sees Tom Brady, and he's not Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> and like that. he makes that. mistakes. God. Um, yeah, and that's why, I mean, Hoyer is obviously a decent backup, and he came in last week, looked, you know, fairly good, minus that pick six in the red zone. Um, but, you know, this is what you get. Sometimes he's good, and sometimes he's terrible, and... There's no real consistency to it. The same could be said about Fitzmagic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, but Fitzmagic's just kind of wheeling and dealing right now. He is. I mean, and they don't really have any players. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand like how they how they're managing to win games after being like, you know, you're Clean, supposed to be taking cleaning house. Yeah, they cleaned house. Everyone's gone. They have no talent on that team. They didn't clean house, man. They set fire to that <laughs> yeah. thing. I mean, yeah, so. And we were talking before that now that's pretty much put the Bengals, the Andy Dalton-led Bengals, in prime position. I think you said they're two games up Yeah. in pick number one. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like the Bengals are in a driver's seat for that. Um, I think they do play the Dolphins later this year. I can see the Dolphins just trashing them at the moment. Yeah. Um, they just started Ryan Finley, who – was looked terrible on the weekend. Uh, apparently, they had Andy Dalton playing Lamar Jackson on the scout team. Oh God! <laughs> Some bad comparison, by the way. Cincinnati at least could put like a, a wide receiver back there or something. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah. But, I mean, they still have injury concerns with AJ Green. Still not. Yeah, AJ Green doesn't want no part of this season. I don't blame him. No, me either. Like, put me on IR, <laughs> <laughs> please. Uh, for my fantasy team. Uh, my ankle swole up, back. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, poor Joe Mixon got 30 carries last week. So, Tyler um, Boyd, you can have the ball. <laughs> yeah, so it's not looking pretty. It looks like it's going to come down to drafting Joe Burrow or Tua. And I would lean Joe Burrow at this point just because uh, Tua has a lot of surgeries that he's had the last couple of seasons. Um, Joe Burrow is from Ohio. Um, kind of used to the you know weather and elements there so i mean put the hometown kid in in the in the cincinnati colors let him go nuts i, I don't hate it I, I think it's probably the best move i mean how many more seasons does andy dalton really have in him no i mean they're not they're going to move on from andy dalton anyway because his um contract um and everything like that so 
obviously if they're not playing him now, they're going to move on from him because obviously he gives them a better chance to win than Ryan Finley does. Yeah. So uh, I think that ship sailed already. So. Well, before we talk about um, kneeling for the national anthem, <laughs> Cam Newton has been placed on IR for the rest of the season. Yeah. It looks like he's played his last game in Carolina. Maybe. I'm, I'm just hypothesizing here because that's what we're supposed to do. Um, Are we doing hypotheticals now? Well, I mean, you, <laughs> a kidding, rookie I'm QB kidding. is looking all right. I mean, I'm not saying that he's good, but... He's not good. But he's a cheap replacement. And he he, cheap. He's getting the job done for now. Cam Newton is not expensive next year. It costs him $19 million to keep. I'm guessing. In the current quarterback market, yeah. that is... I'm not. I'm not. Nick arguing. Foles is making that. Yeah, and that's what's scary. <laughs> but I mean, Minshew got benched for Foles because yeah, but now Foles is back. I know, but I'm saying like he got benched because Foles is back. Yeah, you, I mean, yes, you're paying him nineteen. That's because they're paying him nineteen million dollars. <laughs> yeah, um, but I guess that's where this our next little segment is going to have maybe a little bit of weight. Colin Kaepernick is training in Atlanta, Atlanta Georgia this week. An yeah. open practice, an open training session yeah. with open to interviews post-training. Yeah. And it's videoed as well and sent to all the teams. And it's going to be open. I think they've encouraged everybody to come down and actually have a look. Yeah, send representative. Yeah. Do you know who's putting this on? Or is this him and his trainers? Or is no, this... the NFL put this out. Okay. Um... I think it. I think it has something to do with kind of the goodwill, the new Jay Z initiative, blah blah blah. Right. But um, well, I don't know where that came from, but apparently Kaepernick just found out today that it was going to be on Saturday, because um, they wanted it on Tuesday, because that's like when teams usually have their workout. Yeah. Workouts and stuff. But the league said, "No, you're going to have it on Saturday, or you're not going to have it," kind of thing. Um, so he said, "All right, well, here we go." Um, so it's very interesting, nonetheless, it'll be interesting to see who shows up. Apparently, Kaepernick's um, people have asked the NFL to generate a list of people they expect to be there. Um, so it's not a clown show, you know, there's like one guy there or whatever. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you and I have been big advocates, I think. I mean, there's, there's a few things that we, there's many things that we disagree on. There's a few things that we do agree on. And the fact that Colin Kaepernick is good enough to be in the NFL is one of those things. For sure. Do you see him getting picked up by a team that has some QB needs? It's hard to say at this I point. Mean, I mean, he hasn't already. Yeah, I know, but it, I feel like it's... Like, like, there's case in point. You're trusting Mason Rudolph, who got knocked the fuck out by getting hit on the button. Um a few weeks back for the Steelers. Then their backup is a no-name duck caller from, I think, Kentucky? Who... Yeah, no, Oregon, isn't he? Oh, no, he's the duck hunter. He's he? the duck hunter. Yeah, yeah. Dalvin like, Hodges or something like that? Yeah, he's legitimately a national duck calling champion. Yeah. And, I mean, he, he won them a game. Did he win them one game or two games? One, I think. Yeah, but you can't honestly tell me that the Steelers feel good if Big Ben 
if they're going to carry a team into the into the playoffs, do you really see Mason Rudolph being able to carry that team? <laughs> no. No, and that would be the first team I bet against in the playoffs. I know, I know it's the wrong market for a Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you just look at some of the backups, like Sean Mannion with the Vikings, like um, Ryan Finley is a good example of the yeah. Bengals. Drew Stanton with the Browns. Like these guys, Josh Johnson, like Josh McCown, um, Mike Glennon, Blaine Gabbert, Geno Smith. Hey, hey, hey. He's up on Geno Smith. <laughs> Trevor Simeon. Like yeah. really? Like AJ McCarron? Yeah. What what like Matt Barkley? I Jesus. agree with yeah, I mean it's like come on. The it's backup ridiculous. the ranks of the backups and the actual skill of the backups in for a number of teams are completely suspect. But for a guy like Colin Kaepernick and a team that doesn't want to take a risk on the publicity storm around it, like I guess that's where I question, is it, is it worth losing to not have Colin Kaepernick on your team? Or is it worth a media firestorm to have him on your team? How, to be honest, like Eric Reed plays for the Panthers. How long did that media firestorm last? Not very long. No. Like, but I think okay, every team yeah, is ba- making Ken- it bigger than Big Ned Ben-Hur that, you know. And um, you can control all that. Yeah. Every team controls media. Like, you can control as much as you want. It's similar to like the Tebow thing when the, when Tebow came in the Patriots camp because they're like, oh, you signed Tebow, yeah. and they're like, no, nah, you can only talk to Tebow like during this time, blah 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 blah. And like, there was over before like anyone even talked about Tebow time or anything <laughs> like that. You know, it was just like it was just squashed, it's squashed early. Like he can make his, his statement or whatever. Like Eric Reed does all the time. He still talks about it. Like yeah. people always have a smart out question like. So, about what's going on in the social justice world today, and you know, he'll he'll have a statement, and that's fine. He, it's out there, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Well, and I think we've, I think the world, well, the nation, for the most part, has moved on from the kneel. On, you know, I think they have There's certain areas that haven't happened. <laughs> West of the Mason Dixon, <laughs> the Mississippi North, River, and North, north of the Mason Dixon, the Mason-Dixon line. <laughs> they've gotten over it for the most part. Um, but I mean, when you have war veterans and you have so many other people coming out in his defense on a fairly regular basis, yeah, I think there's enough to say that it's not going to pose a liability or it shouldn't create a, give you a black eye to have him on your He's team. It's not like he committed a crime or anything. Like there's no. been guys in the league that have, you know, potentially killed people and end up back in the league. Yeah, you know? um, and I think that's the part that we need to be I think the NFL needs to grow up yeah and really realize that this is this shouldn't and isn't an, an issue right and if he's good enough to play which we feel he is we will see um, that he should be on a roster somewhere for sure fingers crossed I think from all of us at import sports we're rooting for Colin Kaepernick. We yeah, hope just he to be on a roster. I don't, I don't yeah. care if he plays. I don't, I don't care if he's cares. a starter. Yeah. I don't think he cares, to be honest. And everyone uses that as kind of like um, a thing against them, a knock against them, saying, oh, he turned down this and he opted out. It's like, of course he opted out of his contract at that time. Yeah. He went to the Super Bowl. Quarterbacks are getting paid up, you know, crazily. Yeah. And he had a $14 million option with the 49ers and he 
pulled the plug because that's what you do when you're in your last year. Yeah. And you're looking to get a bigger contract. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, it's just bogus the way it's all been handled and hopefully he gets an opportunity. Well, fingers crossed. Um, well, we have, we have a few minutes left in this podcast and I say a few minutes, we still have about 15. Um, there are some teams that have completely stunned us and not in a good way this season. Um, there were teams that were talked up as being Super Bowl threats at the beginning of the season. You know, oh, we have all these guys coming back. We've, you know, picked up this guy, this guy, and this guy. And I'm alluding to the Rams right now, who they looked like they're going to be the number one team in the NFC West at the beginning of the season. And Goff has looked like a shadow of himself. I mean, granted, his offensive line has been terrible this season. Um, you know, you picked up Jalen Ramsey. You moved on Akeem Tlaib. Yeah, Marcus um, Peters. You know, you still have Aaron Donaldson. Aaron Donald. Donald, sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking of, I don't know what Donaldson I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, you still have Aaron Donald. You still have... Todd Gurley, you've got so many stars and so many high-paid players, we might add, on a roster that on paper looks good enough. They just can't seem to win right now. Yeah, and I don't think they will this year. Um, There's just too many things going on. Their offensive line, obviously, is a big issue. Um, Their offensive scheme is a big issue that kind of got founded out in the Super Bowl. Um, Other teams are implementing that, but they don't even need to implement that at the moment because the way they're playing is just not not good enough. Like Goff is a one-read type of quarterback, and take that away, you know, he's pretty much a nothing, a zero. They had a last week. They they have Cooper Cup on this team, who's gotten a million catches all year this year. Had zero catches. Zero catches for Cooper Cup. Was that the in the Steelers game? Yeah, it's last week. Yeah. That he zero. How many targets did he have? I don't know, but he has zero catches. I only think he got like three looks. Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure, but looking at the cap hits for next year, so Jared Goff's a thirty-six million dollar cap hit with fifty-one million dollars in dead cap space. So dead cap is what they'd have to pay if they cut this player. So they're not cutting Jared Goff next year, obviously. Aaron Donald's $25 million cap hit, $41 million dead money. Gurley, 17.25 cap hit, 25.6 in dead money. Brandon Cooks, who's got concussions galore, doesn't know what his future looks like right now. 16.8 million cap hit, 21.8 dead cap. And then you got Jalen Ramsey, you still have to resign after this season. Yeah. So I, I don't see spot. them bouncing back. I think they've that window shut on them to to win a Super Bowl, and I think it's going to be some quiet times in LA because Lord knows the Chargers don't seem to be they don't seem to be gaining any fans in LA at the moment. Oh man, it's brutal for LA. Yeah, um, I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know if you heard the news about that with the Chargers. Chargers talking about London? Yeah. But um, apparently the Chargers have lost 
645, or they had to pay $645 million to move to LA. What? And they've only sold like a fraction of their PSLs to fans. And yeah, it's just not looking good. Like if they have to play in a 70,000 seat stadium, I don't know if they're gonna get well, half, but, half that. So I'd never thought that, as soon as I heard that the Chargers were tipped to move to LA, I questioned the move full stop because yep. they had such a loyal fan base in San Diego. Yep. They had season ticket holders for decades there. They, I think they almost sold out every game. Yeah. Their issue was they needed a new stadium, a lot like Oakland, yeah. where it was falling apart. The city was like, Ball nope, they we're not, we're not going to pay for another stadium. It, you're going to have to fund it yourselves. And they said, nope, we're we're an asset to the community, to yeah. the community. Blah 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 blah. And they the community turned, well, the mayor turned around and said, well, get stuff. Yeah, see you yeah, later. Yeah. Um, but moving to LA, I don't feel like it was. I feel like the problem they had was it was not close enough that you could continue those fan that yeah, fan loyalty. Yeah, they Yeah. Um, but it was too close to build a new fan base. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like yeah. LA, everybody has always asked me these questions. Like, why has LA never been able to keep a team? The reason LA has never been able to keep a team is there's not enough interest in football because there's so much other shit going on in LA at any given time. Yeah. You know, we're week by week nine of the NFL season. You got the Lakers, the Lakers, Clippers, Kings and Ducks all firing off and they have some loyal fan fan bases there. So who's going to spend the extra $120 per week per seat? Yeah. To go see. To go see a football team that, well, the Rams aren't winning. (laughs) Yeah. And the Chargers, well, we never really liked the Chargers too much anyway because they were San Diego. San Diego forever, yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know if I think London's a great move for them, but I don't think it's a terrible move. There was even a rumor that they were going to go to Las Vegas at one point. Yeah, well, they can't do that now. We're going to have two teams there. But that, but that was actually after Oakland had already nominated. Or maybe San Diego should go to Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> Create another smoke. Of or somewhere else. I mean, I'm sure there's another city that's viable. Uh, because um, I always thought San Antonio that... was used to be mentioned with the Vikings. Yeah. Um, you know, there's... Maybe like Portland would be cool. I think Oregon would love a team. Yeah. Um, so something like that maybe, or you put a team back in St. Louis or something like that. But yeah, you just. Eh. <laughs> 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 well, you never know. Because um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think they're under for like he's a number London. of years. He's gagging to go to London. Yeah, he's ready. Yeah. And um, if I li- have you listened to the Ryan Rosillo podcast? Ever? No, but I heard uh, so, Pat McAfee's take on the whole London idea. The Rosillo and um, no, I was talking about Jacksonville because it's oh. pretty funny. Because Rosillo and Chris Long have a they do a recap show, um, and it was hilarious. They're just talking about Jacksonville and how sh- shit of a stadium it is, <laughs> and all they have the pool there, and it's like all like kind of groggy, and it's, <laughs> it's not <laughs> doesn't look great. People just like the it's like, remnant kind of, of like, the nineteen eighties Miami Dolphins <laughs> Dan Marino time derelict kind of fan base. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I'm sure he's ready to move to London at the drop of a hat. I bet he is. Yeah, and I think he's got 
I think he's got the private funding to do it. Oh, I think he he's yeah, he's definitely got the money to do it. I don't think the Chargers are obviously they're not I don't think they're in a good financial place anyway. No. Um, with the fact that they had to pay all this money to move to LA in the first place. And they've been playing in Carson, which holds twenty five thousand people, um, for the last what, two, three seasons? Yep. So I don't think they're making a ton of money and the problem is they revenue share. So yeah. these owners are going to be really, really, really pissed off this LA thing doesn't work out because that's a huge market. And if it flops, everyone's going to take a hit on that. Yeah. I, I don't know what you do to fix it. I, I just think, I think as much as LA says, claims that they want football, they're so loyal and it's such a melting pot of teams that I don't and think... And people from other places as well. Yeah. I mean, like... I if you ever if you haven't been to LA, ask somebody where they're from and they'll tell you, Oh, I'm from the valley or I'm from, you know, I live in Santa Monica and then you go, Okay, well, where are they really from? Yeah. And like, Oh, I'm from Austin. <laughs> oh, I grew up in the Bay Area and I didn't want to be in Silicon. It's like okay, so your loyalties are with these teams other teams. That that you don't give a fuck about an LA team. Yeah. So I think I think until you solve that problem for LA, and I don't know, I don't think you can do anything other than like you need to reinvent a team. Yeah. Like it would need to be an expansion team. I think the Rams would be okay because they were there before. So the the older crowd there yeah, is I don't a know. base. There is a base. With the Vato crowd? <laughs> <laughs> no, there is like the older like Rams fans. That yeah, I mean, my dad's one of them. There. Like they remember when the Rams were there and they're like, yeah, we're going Rams. Yeah. But, but then there's the other people like my dad who are like, oh, fuck the Rams. They left us <laughs> they for left the first place. <laughs> so I, yeah, I don't know. I, I really do. I want LA to have a team because I want them to stop bitching about not having a team. But at the same time, I don't think that they, I think they've proven yet again for the fourth time that they. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. There's not a big enough market there for them. And. They're going to survive having six other franchises within a, a pebble's throw from downtown LA. Yeah. You know? So what if it's only three sports? And then you throw in soccer because their LA Galaxy fan base two, is huge. Got two. And then they had an expansion and got, the other one got yeah. chewed up. So again, <laughs> let's call it eight teams yeah. amongst four sports. And then you're not even counting USC and UCLA. And- yeah. You know, there's a million things, and the weather's always nice. Like, why do you need to spend time at four hours at a football game? <laughs> right. To spend five hundred dollars for parking, food, and tickets. It's just I just don't understand this fixation with LA wanting an NFL franchise. It didn't work in the past. It's not working now. Just give up on it before you go too far into this build of a football complex. <laughs> Let's just close that close, book altogether. Um, I'm looking at our time and it looks like we need to start wrapping this up Um, Corey thanks for coming out tonight no problem Uh, like I said we will try to get back to weekly schedules and get back to a um, bi-weekly or a double double podcast a week Um, thank you for tuning in we would like again to thank our sponsors the Greenwood Hotel for hosting us um i was consuming the panhead i think it's called an australian pale ale 
Corey, what were you drinking? Swanee D? Uh, Carlton Dry. Oh, gross. <laughs> I had one of those for the first time the other week after baseball, and I wanted to die. <laughs> oh, and it's fly season here in Australia. Yeah, it's awful. Oh, you get used to it after a while. <laughs> um, for everybody who's in the U.S. and freezing, we're thinking some warm thoughts for you while it's 36 degrees or probably closer to... 90 degrees Fahrenheit here in Perth today. Yeah, at least, yeah. <laughs> Shorts and thongs for the first time all year. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will update our Twitter handle. I think hopefully Corey's going to be taking that over, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> uh, tune in to his Sportcaster um, feed that comes out weekly and start following him on. Check out at BetUnwrapped on Twitter. At bets unwrapped on Follow. Twitter. Follow it. Yep. Like it. Share um, it. For all you degenerates is where he's posting his picks for the day. Um, and he's he's heating up. Heating up. Six and two last two, uh, three days. Let's There's go. some green dots on his uh, on his pickums. <laughs> um, Follow us on the Import Sports AU Twitter page. Um, we do have a Facebook page that is under construction, so stay tuned. Um, Bart's been promising us some content that we will be posting to our Facebook page, so keep your eye out for that. We will probably plug it as well. Um, and I think we have some guests lined up for the very near future. I can't confirm dates yet because we still haven't scheduled them, Ooh. but we definitely have... Um, some ice hockey players lined up and even our own imports for the Claremont Jets. Um, they are very keen to come in and have a chat to us and talk about their experience with the football and I'd be interested to get their take on Australia after they've all been here for about three months now. Um, so thanks for tuning in. Uh, hopefully your NFL teams, both fantasy and for real, are doing well because mine my real team is heating up. My fantasy teams are pretty much out of playoff contentions. Um, be curious if, to see how all of yours are doing if you're in our import sports league. Tune in next time, and we'll have a chat then. Thanks, guys.